This is the Patriot Radio News Hour, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. For all your gold and silver buying needs, call them at 1-800-951-0592 or log on to allamericangold.com. Broadcast for Thursday, October the 6th, 2016. Hey, good morning and welcome. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour. Thursday, October 6th, in the year of our Lord, 2016. Welcome to the show. My name's Homer Lopez. What do we do? The physical delivery of gold and silver. Hey, Sarah's here today. Give her a call at 1-800-951-0592. Or go check us out online at allamericangold.com. Real simple. Point and click. Take a look at the products you want to buy them. It's that easy. Or check out the news to disturb the comfortable where we don't tell you what to think, but we certainly give you something to think about. All of this is brought to you, this show, this hour, the investment and time to do all the research on this is brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group and its CEO and owner. His name is Joe Jaquin. He delivers economics with attitude daily. Joe, it's Thursday, day four of the work week. How you doing, man? One more day. One more One day. One more day to go. Happy Thursday to all of you. And, uh, you know... I guess this hurricane is getting to be quite large. Matthew? Matthew. I knew a guy in high school named Matthew, and he (laughs) was quite large. He was was a big, big, 140-mile-an-hour winds, they're saying. Uh, All of you, all of our customers on the East Coast, be safe. Right? That's the one thing. You don't know, right? I guess it could could take a right turn, right? It could take a right turn and, and not be that bad. But is there a don't a, risk it? You know, I have seen um, on the news the highways and the byways there of people actually. Hey, you got to get out of town for a while. You got to get out. Let's go get into some, you know, deeper. Go in, inland, in, right? In, you know, it's, and uh, hope and listen. You know what? Face it. Hope that really nothing bad happens. I think you know history teaches you get out of town. Well, but you know, it's been a while now. People it doesn't got, matter. People got short-term memory. They forget. They forget. They forget. They forget it, and we see it all the time, right? Whether it, it be uh, the stock market, whether it be, uh, like, the Wells Fargo thing, they'll forget. Or Hurricane Katrina. Did what a fine example. Saying? I know, but, I mean, houses were underwater. People had to come get saved. If Grandma is 78 years old and she's like, nope, I'm not leaving, I say this. Here's a drink of tea. Put a pill in it. Put her to sleep. Drive her out of state. Then bring her back. Okay. <laughs> I'm you just telling you. You can't advocate kidnapping. It's grandma. She's senile. Come on. She's senile. She doesn't know. I'm not leaving. I've been through more hurricanes, and maybe she's right. But all it takes is that one that you're wrong. <laughs> right. right? I will say that that does, you know, you, you brought up Katrina, but Katrina kind of really emphasized a lot of what, you know, we always preach here, which is you got to be prepared. Right? And you never know what's going to happen and and you talk about uh whether it be some type of a calamity like like this one mother nature whether it be a solar flare revolution chaos in the streets any of these things you have to be prepared and when you get one of these when you get some calamity and you see and you realize how many people don't prepare it, it it's worrisome. I remember when the Katrina thing happened, I was like, wow, really? 
nobody, people didn't have anything. They didn't have any water, they didn't have any flashlight, they didn't have any battery, you know. Exactly. And you know who better be prepared in case it's the worst case scenario is what is our federal government group that goes in and... Uh, is that FEMA? FEMA. Okay. Are FEMA, they ready? They're probably going to get know, you know, Homeland Security. I mean, you know, you know who has to hate this, okay, is those guys that sold hurricane insurance and flood insurance <laughs> and all of this, you know... I mean, you can, probably some you can only there, right? charge broke people so much, and, and if they paid it, it's going to cost them a lot of money, man. Well, you know what you normally find out? There's a clause. And, or they didn't pay it. Or they didn't pay right. it. They don't have the coverage. Right, they don't have the coverage. They don't have the coverage. So we wait to see, you know, I, and, you know, God bless them, you know, I hope Listen, that I'm it is minor. Right. I, I want right turn. I, but these models now, the whole time, you know, we've been watching it. Right, and, and they've been talking about it for a while, and I'm like, ah, you know, it's going right. It's going to go right. It may hit, like, Haiti and Cuba, but it's going to go right. Apparently, it's not going right. It's going right at Florida and, and South Carolina. Well, and you know what's interesting about this is I think with today's technology, if you don't take their word for it, these forecasters, these weather forecasters, these meteorologists, if you don't listen to them, I say shame on you. Oh, come on. No. wrong all the time. Listen, it's easy here in Arizona. It's going to be sunny, and you're, and you're going to be right. Like, technology is advanced. 95% accurate with that. Technology is advanced, I'm telling you. Listen, when, Pom- you don't mess with when Pompeii blew up, they kept going, what's that noise? <laughs> and they were making their... Their tools with stone, and they were. But listen, I get it back then. What's that noise? What's that rumbling? Oh, the mountain gods are mad. The angry mountain. Somebody's you know. gonna go make a sacrifice. Uh, uh, yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, right. we're not sacrificing virgins here to get out of this. What I'm telling you is, there are meteorologists and scientists. You know, I mean, it's there. Take advantage of that information okay. and get out of dodge. All right, there you go. We gave you the weather. I don't know, maybe sports when we get back. Kater Radio News Hour. Don't know why There's no sun up in the sky Stormy weather Stormy well, weather. Well done, Ramon. Well done. Talk about stormy weather. You know, one of the things that just won't stop being in the news is... Uh, you know, I, I just saw a headline a little bit ago that that now the New York City Pension Fund has lost $70 million due to this Wells Fargo fallout. Because they had Wells Fargo stock. Is that part of it? Yeah. I mean, this Wells Fargo thing just won't stop the world. Well, listen, this is just another one of the, the reasons. Okay, when I tell you about systemic risk, and when we talked about too big to fail, and, of course, how I told you what their solution really was. They didn't fix too big to fail. Well, I shouldn't say this. They just fixed who's going to pay for it when it fails. See, the old law was either bail them out or they go under, right? And the government chose to bail them out. The fix was, well, next time around, we're not going to bail them out. All the depositors will bail them out. And then we'll take whatever money, whatever we need to fix the problem. Hey, I got a bit of interesting news for you on this right here. 
and Wells Fargo getting bailed out on this. But you know what? It hit close to home with me on this Wells Fargo. You know, you know where I live, and there's a Wells Fargo right around the corner. From your house. From yep. my house. Uh-huh. Okay, so our family has been banking always with this credit union from when we moved here from Utah. We never left. That's where Pam and I have always, you know, taken care of our personal business. But as my children got older, we opened up two separate Wells Fargo's accounts, okay? Uh, one was for saving and one was an IRA that uh, whatever they earned, a certain percentage went in and we were matching it, Pam and I as parents, right? So they have this savings in this IRA, okay? I'm not kidding you. It started since fifth grade. And I'll tell you right now, I called my little brother up and I said, tell me about these open accounts and what the, the quota was. And we went golfing last week. He goes, well, did you find out? I go, yep, each one of them have eight open accounts. What? I'm not even kidding you. Did you know that if you have a, a, a username and password through Wells Fargo to look at your account online, that counts as an account. That counts as an account. The checkbook itself is separate than the checking account. That counts as an account. And their goal was to get you to eight. And I, I went you had through. eight accounts so they could charge you eight fees. And all we wanted for our kids was a savings account and an IRA. They have eight. And they, I mean, if you, uh, my, what, my, if you go back to fifth, when they were in fifth grade, we're talking 10 years now for Austin, okay? And, and, but this I, is what I'm saying. Most people, and, and I don't want to say people are uneducated, but you go into the bank, and it's like I said, and I want to be clear on this. We're saying Wells Fargo, but it's all the big banks. They all do it. And you just, assume, oh, well, that must be what it costs, right? These must be the fees, and I don't worry about it, and they charge, you know, whatever it is, $10, $20, $30 a month, and and we kind of live with it. And then you come to find out, hey, guess what? Most of those fees you should have never been paying. You know, even if it was something as small as maybe it was only $5, they were overcharging you really should you even tolerate that but that even at five dollars that's sixty dollars a year fraud is fraud right all of a sudden ten years later that's six hundred dollars i wait to see what the class action suits are going to be against them. well you got to remember see there you go but there's all the fine print they're they're the employees have filed a class action suit once again here's another little tidbit for you you think you're going to get a class action lawsuit against these banks? Guess again. When you open these accounts, you essentially sign away your right to do so. And the banks will force you to deal with them one-on-one. Most of the time, you also sign away the right to even have a trial by jury. And you're forced to solely go to an arbiter who makes the decision, you know, by himself or herself. These are little things that we're all just learning about now. I mean, this was, let me tell you, this is criminality at its finest. God, the mafia wasn't this good. Exactly. These guys are good. They're good. They're great. And and the thing about it is, and this is how the system has worked, you know, even going back to how the Federal Reserve got created. Right? One of the big bankers 
daughter married the senator from Rhode Island's son, right? Next thing you know, what is he doing in Congress? He's lobbying for them. He's setting up private meetings. Right? And they use their money and their wealth to gain influence. And that's really, let's face it, this is how the system works. Right? This is why I've been saying all along why we need term limits. Right? No offense to all these people that have, have been serving. But like, like John McCain, I've been on John McCain to retire. You've been there too long. It's just human nature. You make friends. I think so. Right? Right. And you want to believe these guys are good guys. Right? I'm sure a lot of these people think these CEOs of these finance are going to be. And maybe they are. And they could very well be. And I'm sure they give a lot of money to charity and all this other stuff. Doesn't change the fact that a lot of the actual laws, if you didn't know they were laws, you would say, that's criminal. And this is really how the cards are stacked against us. But this is why, this is, it's really some. this is why you prepare. See, because why would they do it that way? Why would they have it be such that they would prevent if they massively defrauded millions of their customers they prevent these class action lawsuits and the answer is really simple because we're going to massively defraud them at some point <laughs> right i mean otherwise why put that in there right because they know that's so funny so your kids had eight accounts unbelievable yeah they have uh, and i'm having a uh, I'm having them it, it checked out, just making sure, you know. But it was pretty much, yeah, I'm pretty sure, you know, that we're there. And it's just, it's it, it just to me that if they're attacking, listen, we're not talking a ton of money here. If they're attacking, you know, five hundred dollars and two hundred dollars in two separate accounts, boy, what are they doing to the big guys? Right. You know. Right. I mean, what are they doing to average Joe Schmuckatelli well, that the makes thing. that's the thing. I don't know they do They're doing it to the average guy. The average guy. That's who they're doing it to. Right. To because the average guy doesn't even look the majority of the time. They just assume, oh, okay, yeah. Well, you, yeah, you got to have this. Oh, okay. Right. Oh, okay. Right. They, you know, they're calling you on the phone and they're telling, oh no, yeah, this is great. It's going to do this and that. Blah blah blah. And what do you normally do? If you if you say so, if you recommend right. it, I'll do it. I yeah. trust you. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's exactly how it goes. A lot of things, you know, it's interesting. A lot of people do not know how to say no. A lot of people, when they are being told by any customer service, anybody, now you need them for one thing. And I don't care whether it's carpet cleaning, grout cleaning. Oh, you also need this layer of protection that we got to spray on after we do all the work for an extra, you know, twenty dollars, extra thirty dollars. Yeah, what's it for? Tell me how it works. People don't ask those questions. They just go, "You recommend it? Okay, I'll pay the extra twenty. And it's worthless. Salespeople pitch. What do they? What do you? Pitch quotas. Whatever they have to do to hit their quotas. Maybe go beyond their quotas. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you right now. Folks we need, need to learn to ask and say we no. We need to be more skeptical. Absolutely. It doesn't mean negative. They want you to believe that that means negative. But really what we need in this country is instead of, because you know what, here, I guess here's a, 
Everybody loves the good story. You know, you, you look at Obamacare. And I sat here, and I don't know how many shows I did where I warned everybody. Are you kidding me? They're lying to you, right? The president's coming out on TV and lying. Now, he's got cover. Well, the CBO says that, it will, that I'm right. CBO doesn't really say that. Of course, the CBO, for those of you that don't know, the Congressional Budget Office. See, the Congressional Budget Office, they're only allowed to score, if you will, a bill with the information that gets provided to them. So as long as you don't give the CBO the right information... They're going to not have the right results. So based on the assumptions that they made, which they knew were never going to happen, yes, it was going to be great. We're going to give 30 million people free health care, and somehow it wasn't, not only was it not going to cost us anything, it was going to make health care cheaper, oh, and it was going to reduce the deficit. (laughs) And people standing over and over and over. And most of them, okay, okay. And of course, 30 million people didn't, you know what, not even 30 million, because here's what they, here's the problem. Here's what we found out. Okay, about 10 or 11 million of you are so broke that you could get it for free. The other 20 million, all of you still needed to pay something. And that something was still too much that they couldn't afford to pay it. And, of course, and then all the others. I just read Tennessee approved a 62% hike. Approved it. Now, we, we went, uh, months ago, we, we remember we were going state by state how much the insurers were asking for, right? We saw 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80%, and they were asking for increases. Tennessee today approved a 62% hike in premiums in that state. Are you kidding me? And, of course, most of that hike, guess what, anyone that's on the plan there in Tennessee, where do you think that money's coming from? Who do you think's going to pay for that? You think the person that's on the plan, they're already probably getting it for free. It's coming out of our pocket. And and that's just a, just another one of the examples of how all of this works. And I just it's fascinating. So yesterday, and we didn't talk about it, the CBO came out with exactly how much the debt went up in 2016. We're going to get the this is the official number. You won't hear this on TV. It won't be in the Wall Street Journal. But when we get the unofficial number. But what I call the liar number, that'll be everywhere. According to uh, the in fiscal year 2016, which ended last Friday, the federal debt increased by one point four one trillion four hundred twenty-two billion eight hundred twenty-seven million forty-seven thousand five hundred forty-two dollars and forty-six cents, down to the penny according to the data released by the Treasury Department. 
as of the close of business on September the 30th, 2015, the federal deficit was $18.1 trillion. At the close of business September 30th of 2016, it was $19,573,000,000. Of course, that's how you end up with an increase of $1.42 trillion. According to the Census Bureau last year, there was exactly 118,000, or I'm sorry, 118,215,000 households in the United States. Okay? There's 320 million people, roughly about, I guess the average now is about three people in a household. That means the one-year increase equals $12,036 for every household in the country. You know, just walk out in your street and just count the number of houses just on your street and say, that's 12 grand, that's 12 grand, that's 12 grand, that's 12 grand. That's just for one year, every house in America. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily broadcast from Eagle Forum, dedicated to keeping you informed and helping win the battle against forces that mock traditional values, deny freedom of religion, and would redefine the family. Now, from the Eagle Forum studios, here's Ryan Haidt. To illustrate the bad things that are bound to happen when we allow more and more people to come in from terrorist areas... Senator Jeff Sessions in August released the names of 20 people convicted of terrorism in the last three years that were admitted to our country as refugees from countries like Iraq, Somalia, Uzbekistan, and Bosnia. One of the 20 had received a special visa for Iraqi translators and subsequently became a U.S. citizen, yet he later pledged an oath to the leader of ISIS. Trump reminded a crowd in Erie, Pennsylvania, that we witnessed, quote, what one sick wacko can do in Orlando. And then you see his father sitting behind Hillary Clinton with a big smile. Well, Trump's right. The father of Omar Mateen, who murdered 49 people at Orlando's Pulse nightclub in June, was allowed to sit directly behind Hillary, where he was visible on camera during her entire 25-minute speech. Sadiq Mateen, who came to the United States as a refugee in the 1980s, told reporters that Hillary Clinton, quote, would be good for the United States. Well, Trump's compassionate solution for the refugee crisis is to build a beautiful safe zone in Syria and get the Gulf states to pay for it, the oil-rich kingdoms of the Persian Gulf who are protected by the U.S. Navy but have contributed nothing to the welfare of their fellow Arab Muslims in need. Before we allow any more refugees from Syria, let's take a closer look at what happened to a previous wave of refugees brought here from the failed East African state of Somalia. Starting in the 1990s, an estimated 100,000 Muslims from Somalia were resettled in Minnesota and Maine at the U.S. taxpayers' expense. Instead of expressing their gratitude for the opportunity to live in a peaceful and prosperous nation, many Somalis have been trained by leftist community organizers to adopt an entitlement mentality and quickly complain about alleged discrimination. If that's not bad enough, a disproportionate number of their young men have supported terrorism or have even traveled overseas to join ISIS. 
You can send a clear message to Washington on the topic of immigration and stay informed yourself by contacting your senator's office and requesting they send you a copy of the Immigration Handbook by Senator Jeff Sessions. Let both of your senators know you care about this issue by calling them directly and asking for the Immigration Handbook. On behalf of Eagle Forum, thanks for listening and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back, Patriot Radio News Hour, 800-951-0592. You know, yesterday we told you this is a great buying opportunity. You know, we had a pullback here in the gold and the silver. As a matter of fact, uh, gold's down $10 right now, $1,253. Uh, 1250 is kind of support there. If it doesn't hold 1250 it'd be about 1200 uh, silver's down again, all the way down to seventeen dollars and thirty cents. Seventeen dollars is support there. But I keep on trying to get you to understand. Wall Street wants to believe whatever some Fed governors has to say right now. They don't want to look at what really is going to happen next year, the following year, the year after. And I'm not talking about, hey, in 40 years. It's not what we're talking about. So this deficit number, that's actually much higher than the one I reported last week. Last week, they were thinking about $1.37 trillion. So it looks like we added about a, another $50 billion. But to put it in perspective, Every household in the country would have had to come up with $12,000 just for what the government overspent. Right? That's just the overspending Not part. the budgeted numbers. <laughs> That's just the overspending. That's on top of, listen, we collected records taxes no country in the history of the earth has ever collected more taxes from its citizenry than our government did last year ever and then you start thinking go to every apartment building every house every condo every dwelling there is and just ask, you got an extra twelve grand. The national debt, right? The nineteen trillion that they admit to, one hundred and sixty-five thousand dollars per household. Again, every apartment building. Right, every apartment in the complex. I don't know about where you guys live, but in Phoenix, they build these massive complexes. Right? Absolutely. I mean, they're massive. I don't even know how many, three, four, five hundred, a thousand units in these things. No, we've got them building right around us right now. Every neighborhood. And I'm telling you, in eight years, it's going to double. 
It was not going to be 165,000, right? It would be like 350,000 per household. It's never going to be paid. And here's the problem, and the reason why is all of these things, all of the promises, they're all coming to an end. They can't deliver. The promises were made on the backs of Wall Street. Wall Street can't deliver. Whether it be your retirement, whether it be your pensions, whether it be the the Social Security and Medicare and Medicaid, prescription drugs, Obamacare, they can't deliver. What do you think that's going to do? How do you really think that that's going to work out for you? Things just, oh, well, it's going to be okay. I mean, the poor people, they're going to suffer, but I'll be okay. No. It devastates everybody except for the very sliver at the top. And really, when you start looking at it, you know, like, you know, we've got the hurricane that's coming to Florida, and, and you keep hoping, and I think this is kind of how the country's being run right now. They keep hoping for that right turn. <laughs> right? Even though it's coming straight at them, let's just keep hoping that it's the right turn. Matter of fact, let's just stop talking about it altogether. I, I just find, do you think it's a coincidence that nobody in the mainstream media talks about it? I mean, you know, maybe it gets a cursory five seconds on the TV. Right? We've been through a, a presidential debate. We've been through a vice presidential debate. No one even talks about it. Right? They talk about how much one's going to raise your taxes and how much one's going to uh, increase the debt, but no one talks about how they're going to pay it. No one talks about how they're going to pay for Social Security. What are you going to do? There's no, there is no trust fund. There's a printing press. That's all there is. You don't get prosperity through the printing press. Well, and I should say, you know what, you do for a little bit, right? We did. We had some prosperity because of the printing press for a while. We had a couple decades. Right? Remember the article from yesterday. Kevin Spano's article talked about the greatest economic columnist And all the articles he's writing is about the decline of the standard of living and the decline of growth globally, right? And especially here at home. You know, and they keep talking about these jobs today. I don't know if you saw jobless claims was down to 249,000. The lowest since like the 70s. And they're saying, see how healthy the economy is. And really what they don't realize is most of these people 
have multiple jobs now. Well, I drive for Uber on the weekends, and I work over here, and I work at McDonald's on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, and then I go and work at Arby's on Mondays and Wednesdays. And so it doesn't matter whether you work two hours, four hours. You're employed somewhere. So it's not. it doesn't show up. It doesn't compute. And they know this. They know this for a fact. They realize, listen, more part-time jobs are being created than the world has ever seen. But why... Why deal in the reality when we can deal in misconception and fraud? Pedro Radio News Hour will be back. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. No, we we had complete sellout of product of our special on Monday. A complete sellout of our special on Tuesday. Yesterday, we ran those peace dollars, just an incredible value. There are rolls of peace dollars at 405, and I thought we were going to have three straight days of sellouts. We almost got there. We had 11 rolls left, 11. There's still 405. I have 11 rolls of peace dollars. If you didn't get in yesterday, get in today. As far as a special for today, there is not one. I called, or then I called, and I called, and I called, and I just didn't find any. Everybody is buying everything. Everybody's buying that. You know, uh, if you go out to our website, allamericangold.com, all the junk silver, anything that had junk silver in it, it's out of stock. Right? We can... We can get Silver Eagles, at least for right now. Matter of fact, uh, rolls of U.S. Silver Eagles are at $425 this morning. These 11 rolls of Peace Dollars at $405. Uh, then, you know, there are 20s and 10s and 5s available. You can absolutely buy gold today. Just don't have uh, anything available that I thought was really special pricing, at least not for today. Uh, but if you want to pick up the last of those Morgan dollars or place an order, call us 800-951-0592, and my wife will be happy to help you. If you want to figure out what's really going to happen to Ford or Chrysler or General Motors. Maybe all we have to do is look at what happened in England. Uh, this actually came from Cliff. Cliff uh, actually works in the back with Eric. Uh, he sent me this email this morning. At its peak in the late 1960s, the automobile assembly plant in Longbridge, Birmingham, England, employed an estimated 25,000 workers. That had to be one huge plant. It built a range of vehicles. Today, 
the plant occupied less than half of its former 400 acres and only employed roughly 500 workers, most of those in research and development. The plant did handle some final of assembly. You know, that that's the a lot of the factories here, right? They put the tires on, right? Maybe take off the plastic off the seats, stuff like that. Final assembly of certain MG automobiles for its parent company, Shanghai Automotive Industry Corporation. Well, at least it did until last month. Because Shanghai Automotive has now moved all automobile production back to China. And according to MG Motors UK sales and marketing head, the move was a necessary business decision. Right? Don't we hear that all the time? It was necessary. Right? This is this is all these people that told us how great free trade was going to be. That's going to allow faster access to the products and to help meet the ever-increasing customer demand. We're going to meet the increasing customer by de- demand by closing the entire plant down and building it somewhere else. And we're going to maintain the highest level of production quality. Now, I don't know that MG has ever been a quality car, but that's irrelevant. They're making the inference here. And they do the same right here, right to us, which is, according to this release, it's a necessary business decision. It's going to allow faster access to product. Right? Yeah, the English workers are slow. It's going to help us to meet the ever-increasing customer demand. Now we just can't get it done fast enough with the English worker. All the while, while maintaining the highest level of production quality. These English workers, you know, they, they make too many mistakes. Let's, let's let the Chinese do it because they do it better. I mean, that's really, really, if you look at it, that's what they're saying. Of course, we know for a fact none of that is true. Right? They just care about a stock price. It says that the announcement, hardly the first time the plan has received bad news, but the shuttering of the assembly line ends 92 years of manufacturing history in England. Gone. Over. Not a single manufactured MG left. And this is what we're seeing here. We've seen it. Complete and utter devastation of entire industries. And they can't understand why things aren't well. Only 249,000 people needed unemployment benefits last week. In a normal time, They'd be talking about, you know, interest rates would already be 6, 7, 8% and ha- talking about having them go higher and, and nobody had any workers. People were working 60, 70, 80 hours a week. Now people work 
26, 27. And we call that prosperity. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. Final segment on the Thursday Patriot Radio News Hour. Tomorrow is the big jobs number. The big seasonally adjusted, not real jobs number. And they're going to act like somehow the whole fate of the entire country rests on this number. If it's a bad number, <laughs> no rate hike. If it's a good number, oh, it's going to happen, right? Of course. But it seems like this is, you know, uh, these movies and they get to, you know, the sequel, Wait, right? Then, oh. uh, then it's the third the 4th, the 5th, the 6th, and by the time you know, it's Friday the 13th part 27 right, this is what it feels like, it's like a nightmare that nobody can wake up from. Oh, I call that Groundhog Day and it's just so amazing because you know, Puxatawney Phil, right, and this whole charade that they play on everybody and somehow your whole entire economic future rest with these people that's why you have you put away the real money right the store of value gold because then it really doesn't matter does it right it really doesn't matter because here's what we here's what the one thing that that I hope I've made clear to all of you just look at the the pure the number alone, and then the inertia behind these deaths and the spiraling out of control. We have so much more debt now than we did 10 years ago. Not just at a, at a, at a national level, at a state level, at a corporate level, all of Wall Street. It's all debt. They're racing towards a new currency, a global digital currency. Right, we we allowed China be, to become part of the the currency basket, not because they're good guys, and all of these things have huge ramifications for you. Not today, but in the next. Let's just say you know from today over the next forty-eight months, the storm that is coming is huge. You know, I just saw the governor of Florida telling everybody to evacuate. See, when it's a natural disaster, you have the opportunity to what? Get to safety. When it's a financial disaster, you don't get that opportunity. You either prepared for it before it happened or you didn't. Because unfortunately, they don't come on the air, right? They don't come on the air and say, hey, listen, in 90 days, the financial system is going to collapse. <laughs> Instead, you get the, if they don't bail us out, Wall Street won't open on Monday, and it's Friday afternoon. <laughs> That's what you're going to get. That's where we come in. I hope all of you take the time to put it away. 
call us at 800-951-0592. Hope all of you enjoy the rest of your Thursday. Take care. God bless each and every one of you, and we'll be back tomorrow. Thank you.